Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. Well, God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes. And if you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But thanks so much for tuning in and thank you again for coming out today. I like to start with something funny and I heard about this lady. She surprised a burglar in her kitchen late one night. She was home alone, didn't have any weapon, didn't know what she'd do. Finally, she thought, I'll just say a scripture verse. She shouted out, Acts 2.38. The burglar suddenly froze in his tracks, wouldn't move. And soon the police arrived and they were amazed that a woman with no weapon could do this. They said to the burglar, what was it about that scripture? that had such an effect on you. He said, scripture, what scripture? I thought she said she had an ax and two thirty-eights. <laughs> Hold your Bible up. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. God bless you. I want to talk to you today about drop it. We all have had negative things happen to us. People did us wrong. The company laid us off. A clerk was rude to us. It's easy to go through life offended, in self-pity, blaming others, blaming ourselves, even blaming God. And because we're always looking back, reliving the negative, we end up carrying around all this baggage that weighs us down. One of the best things we can learn to do is drop it, let it go. Whether it happened 20 years ago or 20 minutes ago, don't carry negative baggage from yesterday into today. You won't live a victorious life if you're always reliving what didn't work out, who hurt you, the mistakes you've made. The reason it's called the past is because it's over. It's done. It's history. Now do your part and let it go. Well, Joel, they betrayed me. They walked away, broke my heart. That's why I'm bitter. That's why I'm upset. Oh, they hurt you once. Don't let them continue to hurt you by always thinking about it. As long as you're dwelling on that, it's going to keep you from the new things God wants to do. God said he would give you beauty for those ashes. He said he would pay you back for that injustice, but you have to drop the hurt. Quit dwelling on it. Quit reliving it. Move forward. There is a new beginning in front of you, but God will not release new opportunities as long as we're holding on to old hurts, old failures. You may have a lot of negative things in your past. You had a rough childhood you lost a loved one, your business didn't make it, you could easily go around with a chip on your shoulder, not trusting anybody, bitter, resentful. But everything you've gone through has deposited something on the inside. You're not defined by your past, you're prepared by your past. You may not realize it, but you came out stronger, with more confidence, greater experience. If that hadn't have happened, you wouldn't be prepared for the new levels that are coming your way. Don't have that poor old me, look what I've been through attitude. 
I've heard it said, you can be pitiful or you can be powerful, but you cannot be both. You may have made a lot of mistakes. You have a lot of regrets. You blew your marriage. Didn't raise your children right. But you can't do anything about yesterday. Living guilty and condemned doesn't make it any better. You have to drop it. If you'll get rid of that negative baggage, you'll not only feel that heaviness release off of you, but then you'll step in to the new things that God has in store. The scripture says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Not where the spirit of the Lord was. If you're always thinking about yesterday, last month, last year, there's no freedom there. That's where the spirit of the Lord was. This is a new day. There are new victories, new opportunities, new relationships. Quit living in what was and come over into what is. Right now, there is freedom for you. Right now, there are new beginnings, joy, peace, victory. And crying over what happened yesterday doesn't bring freedom. Living in regrets of what you could have been, what you should have done, doesn't do anything productive. Being offended, angry, upset over what didn't work out will only keep you in mediocrity. It's time to drop it and move forward. You may be a product of your past, but you don't have to be a prisoner of your past. Nothing that's happened to you is a surprise to God. Before he laid out the plan for your life, he already knew every person who would hurt you, every mistake you would make, every loss you would go through. And the good news is for every setback, God has already arranged to come back. For every disappointment, a new beginning. For every failure, restoration. For all the ashes, he has beauty. You have to put your foot down and say, that's it. I may have gone through some disappointments. I may have made some mistakes, but I'm not going to waste the time I have left worried about what I could have done better, bitter over who hurt me, upset over what didn't work out. I'm stepping out of the was and I'm coming over into the is. I'm dropping the offense, dropping the guilt, dropping the failure, dropping the hurt. I'm not living my life with any more baggage. I'm going to live my life free. Here's the key. If somebody hurts you, if you'll give it to God, he'll be your vindicator. Or if you've made mistakes, and we all have, quit beating yourself up and receive God's mercy. It's new every morning. If there are some things you don't understand, you worked hard, but you didn't get the promotion, or you did your best, but your marriage didn't make it, instead of carrying around that baggage, you have to be mature enough to say, God, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I'm not going to live bitter. I'm not going to go through life looking in my rearview mirror. I'm going to keep moving forward knowing that my best days are still up ahead. Ecclesiastes says, better is the end than the beginning. You may have had a rough start, but you don't have to have a rough finish. Better is the end. Maybe you went through a disappointment. Somebody broke your heart. The medical report wasn't good. Don't get stuck on what happened yesterday. God is saying something better is coming. There may be some rough places in the middle, but don't stay focused on the betrayal. Better is coming. The loan didn't go through. Don't go around in self-pity. Better is coming. 
You prayed and believed, but the medical report wasn't good. That's one report, but God has another report. He says, something better is coming. Now, don't cancel out the better by living in yesterday. Reliving your hurts, your failures, the disappointments. If your mind is always in yesterday, you're going to move in that direction. You can't go forward looking backwards. If you're always thinking about who hurt you, what didn't work out, reliving your failures, calling people, telling them how bad the medical report is, you're going to get stuck. Receive this into your spirit. Better is coming. Joy is coming. Healing is coming. Breakthroughs are coming. Victory is coming. Paul said it this way in Philippians. I focus all of my energies on this one thing, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Here's a man who wrote almost half of the New Testament. He could have said, I focus all of my energies on being a better writer, on developing my leadership skills, on impacting the culture in a greater way. He said, in effect, what's more important than all of that is forgetting what lies behind. He knew if we went through life carrying negative baggage, we would miss our destiny. And Paul had a lot of adversities. He was falsely accused and put in prison. He was beaten with these rods, shipwrecked, gone without food and shelter, on and on. If he had not learned this principle, he would have become bitter, angry. God, why is this happening to me? It's not fair. He felt it so strongly. One translation of that verse I quoted, he said, I have not attained it all yet, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. He was saying, I'm not all I should be, but one thing I have down, one thing I'm good at, I know how to let go of the past. He was an expert at dropping it. But sometimes we spend more energy holding on to the negative than we do letting it go. What if we were to do like Paul and start focusing our energies on moving forward, dropping the offense, dropping the guilt, dropping the hurt? How do you drop it? Stop thinking about it and stop talking about it. Don't relive the negative things that have happened to you. The reason some people never see the better is because they're always opening up old wounds. Every week they call their friend, can you believe what they did to me? That happened 27 years ago. <laughs> they're still dragging it up like it happened yesterday. If you're going to get free, you need to not only drop it, you need to bury it, have a funeral for it, put it away once and for all, make a decision. You're not gonna talk about it another time. When you're tempted to, just zip it up. That betrayal, that failure, that disappointment is dead. You buried it, you had a funeral, it's over, it's done, it's in the past. Now, if you go dig it up, it's going to stink. It's not only going to make your life sour, but nobody's going to want to be around you. When you carry around stinky stuff, you may not realize it, but that makes you unpleasant. When you're bitter, you push people away. When you're offended, angry, living guilty, it pushes opportunities away. You have to get the stink out of your life. Leave the baggage. A couple of months ago, I was coming home from a night of hope. And we leave on Thursdays and 
come home Friday night after the event. I had forgotten to pack an extra pair of socks. So I put my socks on Thursday morning and we traveled to that city and did a book signing that night, had a lot of activity. Got up the next morning, didn't have time to go to the store, so I put my same socks back on. And that afternoon, I worked out and perspired and all. That night, did the three-hour night of hope, shook hundreds of hands afterwards. When I got on the plane to come back home that Friday night, I was so tired, and I took my shoes off just so I could rest a little bit and put my head back. And about 10, 15 minutes later, Victoria came back to where I was sitting. She said, what in the world is that smell? It stinks so bad back here. And she saw I had my shoes off. She said, Joel, put your shoes back on. It stinks really bad. And I said, oh, my feet don't stink. I couldn't smell anything. I'd been back there 10 or 15 minutes, but here's my point. Sometimes when we stink, we don't know it. When we carry around bitterness, unforgiveness, guilty, angry at our neighbor, you may not realize it, but that's stinking up your life. That's pushing people and opportunities away. Why don't you get the stinky stuff out? There's an amazing future in front of you. There's beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, dancing for heaviness, but you got to move forward. Maybe you need to bury a mistake that you've made. You've lived guilty, condemned, down on yourself long enough. Have a funeral for it and put it behind you. No more talking about it. No more letting the accuser convince you that you're just a failure. You don't deserve to be blessed. You're unworthy. Those lies will stink up your life. Don't let the defeat play in your mind. When the failure, the mistake, the guilt, the disappointment comes back up on the movie screen in your mind, do yourself a favor, change the channel. Have the attitude, I'm not going backwards. I'm not living in regrets. I'm not rehearsing my failures. I'm moving forward. I may have made some mistakes, but I've got a promise, better is the end. If you'll get your mind going forward, your life will go forward. How much time and energy are you giving to the negative things of your past? Hurts, wounds, failures, disappointments. You only have so much emotional energy each day. When you're spending that energy on negative things, calling a friend, talking about how bad somebody treated you, reliving your failures, down on yourself, that's energy you should be using to move forward. You have to come out of what was and come into what is. Don't say another word about that breakup, that disappointment you went through. Don't tell another person about the mistake you made. That's over and done. You buried it. You had a funeral. Now don't talk about it anymore. You can't have your mind in yesterday and expect to go forward. The truth is every person has baggage. We all have things that could cause us to be bitter and live with a heaviness. The difference between the people who are positive, happy, expecting good things, and people that are bitter, discouraged, negative, is that second group, they hold on to all the baggage. The first group have learned this principle to drop it, to let it go. Mark chapter 11, Jesus was talking about what we should do when somebody does us wrong. Verse 25, he said in the Amplified Version, forgive them and let it drop. 
leave it and let it go. Notice the principle, drop it, leave it and let it go. Maybe somebody's talking about you, trying to make you look bad. You could easily be upset, offended, try to pay them back. Why don't you try a different approach? Drop it, leave it and let it go. God will fight your battles. Well, they betrayed me. They walked away. Don't waste another minute being bitter. Drop it, leave it, let it go. You took a step of faith, but it didn't work out. The business didn't make it. You could easily be sour. No, three simple things. Drop it, leave it, let it go. The reason it says leave it is because you'll be tempted to go pick it back up. You may drop it at first and that's good. That's the right thing. But tomorrow morning, when you think about what they said, how rude they were, you'll want to pick up the hurt, pick up the bitterness. I know people that have been picking up the same offense for 47 years. It's no longer a bag. It's attached to them. It's a part of who they are. You have to leave it. It may not have been fair, but God saw what happened. He is a God of justice. He's promised that he will make your wrongs right. When you leave it, that doesn't mean that you're weak. You're giving up. You don't care what they did to you. No, you're saying, God, I trust you to be my vindicator. I trust you to open the right doors. I trust you to get me to where I'm supposed to be. Maybe at 10 o'clock in the morning, a coworker is rude to you. You drop it, leave it and let it go. But when you see them at noon again, you're going to want to be tempted to pick it back up. Just say, no, thanks. I'm leaving that offense where I dropped it. I'm not carrying any negative baggage. But so many people are just the opposite. Somebody cuts them off in traffic at eight in the morning. At noon, they're still upset. Instead of dropping it and leaving it, they keep picking it back up again and again. Put it in their bag, take it wherever they go. Friends, life is too short to carry around negative baggage. Your destiny is too important. Your time is too valuable to go through the day weighted down by offense, by guilt, by disappointments, by hurts. You have to make this decision to not only drop it, but to leave it. Don't give in to the temptation to pick it back up. There was a man in the scripture by the name of Ahiatophel. He was one of King David's right-hand men. For over 25 years, he served as an advisor and close counselor to David. But when David's son Absalom made an attempt to take the throne, Ahiatophel was one of the first ones to desert David and go with his son. He started advising Absalom, telling him what he should do to overthrow his father. Well, this revolt wasn't successful. Eventually, Absalom was killed. And the scripture says that Ahiatophel was so distraught that he went out and hung himself. But why would a trusted advisor of King David for so many years suddenly turn on him? Ahiatophel was the grandfather of a lady named Bathsheba. She was the woman that David had an affair with and had her husband Uriah killed. Then David took her as his wife. Could it be that Ahiatophel turned on David so quickly because he never got over what David did to Bathsheba and to Uriah? Instead of forgiving David, 
dropping it, leaving it, letting it go. All those years, that poisoning was simmering on the inside. On the outside, he looked fine. Everything looked like it was okay. He was advising King David. But on the inside, something wasn't right. Tragically, he ended up taking his own life. And of course, what David did was wrong. Ahiatophel, in the natural at least, had a reason to be bitter, angry, upset. But when you carry around negative baggage year after year, you're not harming the other person. It's contaminating your own life. You won't have the creativity, the blessing, the favor that you should. Like Ahiatophel, what they did to you may have been wrong. It may not be easy, but for your sake, not theirs, you need to drop it, leave it, let it go. When you do, God will heal your hurts. God will restore your broken places. God will pay you back for the injustice. But when you hold on to bitterness, unforgiveness, guilt, actually, you're not holding it, but it's holding you. That poison will lead you down the wrong path. Ahiatophel had everything going for him, a successful career, working for the king, respected, but because he wouldn't deal with his negative baggage, he missed his destiny. It cost him his life. Don't let that be you. Don't play games with negative baggage, bitterness, unforgiveness, guilt, drop it and let it go. Well, Joel, I don't understand why this happened to me. Why did these people do me wrong? Why did I come down with this illness? People ask me, why did your mother get healed and my mother didn't? We're never going to understand everything. Don't get caught up in the whys of life. The scripture says, we see in part now, like looking through a glass dimly, but one day we will see in full. One day it will be clear. But if you're always trying to figure out why everything happens, you're going to end up bitter, frustrated. The best thing you can do is just leave it alone. If God wants you to understand why he's God, he'll tell you why. But if he's not revealing that to you, you need to be smart enough to let it go. Some things God doesn't want us to know. The scripture says it is God's privilege to conceal things. If you're going to trust God, you have to accept that there are going to be unanswered questions. We have to be big enough to say, God, I don't understand why this happened, but I'm okay with not understanding why. I don't have to have all the answers. You're God and I'm not. I trust that your plans for me are for good, that you know what you're doing. Good friends of mine pastor a church in another city. One night, their teenage son was tragically killed in an automobile accident. As you can imagine, they were so heartbroken, devastated. Overnight, their world came crashing down. They're great people, strong believers, but I didn't know how they would respond. A lot of people get bitter, angry, blame God, let it ruin the rest of their life. It wasn't easy. They went through a dark time, but they came through it. And I asked them how they did it without becoming bitter. They said, we made a decision that we weren't going to exchange what we do know for what we don't know. What we do know is God is good, that he's for us, that he's loving, that he's merciful. We weren't going to let that one situation that we didn't understand cancel all that out. 
Maybe you've gone through some things that don't make sense. It's bothering you, causing you to be bitter, discouraged, upset. You need to do what they did. Quit trying to figure it all out and go back to what you do know. You do know God has you in the palm of his hand. You do know God wouldn't have allowed it if somehow, some way, he wasn't going to bring good out of it. And the truth is, everything is not going to fit perfectly into our theology. We all need to have a file in our thinking called an I don't understand it file. When something comes up that doesn't make sense, you can't find an answer to, instead of getting bitter, frustrated, just put it in your I don't understand it file and keep moving forward. If you make the mistake of going through life trying to figure out why everything happened, why did I get sick? Why did my loved one not make it? That's going to poison your future. 1881, James Garfield was elected the 20th president of the United States. Six months later, he was shot in the back. The doctors were able to save his life, but they couldn't find the bullet. He was recovering just fine. But back in those days, they thought if they didn't remove the bullet, it would cause them problems later on. So they did more surgeries, probing all around, still couldn't find it. Alexander Graham Bell developed an electrical device hoping to locate it. That wasn't successful. Two months later, President Garfield died, not from the original gunshot wound, but from the infection that came from all the probing around. Sometimes it's better to leave things alone. If you're always probing around your hurts, your wounds, your failures, because you're keeping it so stirred up, you're never going to get well. You have to turn it over to God. Say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm not going to keep probing all around. God, I trust you. My life is in your hands. I'm asking you to quit looking back. God wants to do something new, but you have to let go of the old. Don't be like a hired to fail and hold on to things that are going to poison your future. Do like the apostle Paul, focus your energies on forgetting what lies behind. Is there something you need to drop? An offense, a hurt, a failure, there's no better time than now. Today can be a turning point. Make this decision with me. You're going to get rid of your negative baggage. You're not only going to drop it, but you're going to leave it. If you'll do this, I believe and declare God is going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to heal your hurts. Like Ecclesiastes says, something better is coming. Joy is coming. Favor is coming. The fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. And if you receive it, can you say amen today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. 
We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.